delighted to say we've got Simon Kendrick joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you, Ash. You was on earlier in the season before the game at the DW. That turned out all square. You wasn't in the best form at that particular moment in time, but your form's been turned around somewhat. Your first 17 games, you only brought in about 15 points. Your following 17 games, you've, you've turned your season around. You lost on, on Friday at Hull, but it, I thought it was a game were you were very unlucky not to have at least got a point and possibly should have won. It's been a really, really strange season. So when we spoke at the end of August, I said to you, our season's going to go one or two ways. We've been playing well, but not getting points. And I said it's going to go one or two ways, and it did. And at the end of October, we were bottom. Performances fell through the floor, the results were awful, and Steve Bruce got the sack. But then we brought in Carlos Corbran and something unique that only happens to other teams and never happens to the Albion. We had a new manager bounce. And all of a sudden, all of the, the good players that we know that we had and the hopes that we had, it just came right. He got the players, he coached them properly. He coached them properly, he played them properly, he was consistent. So it came in and he did a fabulous job. Then the World Cup came for us. It came at a great time. We had a mini pre-season and it carried on after so at, at, at one point in February, we were as the get we were third. We'd gone from bottom to third when we were, we were winning at Burnley, and we ended up losing two one. But since then, around that time, the FA Cup against uh, against Chesterfield, our form has dropped off because we were so far behind. We haven't got much in the bank in terms of staying in the top six, so we dropped down. We're not far away. We're playing relatively well. We were good at Hull, but again, it was individual mistakes. And it, 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 the both boxes, we, we failed in both boxes. We had lots of chances, didn't score. They had two chances. We didn't defend it properly and we lost. So, yeah, we're, 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 we're in a relatively good position, but there are bigger issues at the Albion, which isn't so much on the pitch, but behind the scenes. This season is pivotal for us because if we don't go up, then we are in big trouble. And that is because of the, 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 the Chinese ownership that we have an owner who is absent, an owner who has not invested into the club at all. In fact, we have an owner who takes money from the Albion. He had failing businesses in China, and we found out in the accounts um, earlier this year that he's taken five million quid. He promised to pay it back to us September 21, didn't pay it back. He promised to pay it back by the 31st of December 22 to have it for the January transfer window. And come, come the 1st of January, not paid, still not paid. We're in a situation where we have to go up. And what we've actually done is we've taken a £20 million loan from MSD Holdings of Derby County fame. So that is for next season. But that isn't for players. That's the running costs. So effectively what we've done, we have taken out a mortgage to pay for day-to-day -day bills. The Hawthorns is leveraged against that loan and... Everyone is extremely, extremely concerned that if we can't push on this season and get in the playoffs and get into the Premiership by hook or by crook, we are in massive, massive trouble. I didn't realise that. It's news to me. And when you think about it, mean, you mentioned the Chinese owners, Birmingham City, we played at the weekend. Yeah. I spoke to Birmingham fans. They're having massive problems. Same thing again, owners from China. You know our history and where we've come, owners from China. This fans-led review, this needs to be implemented and, and sort out all this mischief that's going on. It's too late for us. It was too late. It was too late for Latics. It, it, but it needs to happen. It's up, it's up to 12 million quid. 
has gone from our coppers. Whiskey, we didn't buy any players last summer. We spent 350 grand on Brandon Thomas Asante from Salford. We bought players in last year for free. John Swift for free. Uh, Jed Wallace for free. Okay, you could for good players. And of course, they're getting sign-on fees. They're getting paid well. I totally get that. But in terms of actually shelling out money, nothing. You know, and then came the transfer window. Mark Albrighton from Leicester. He's getting a few quid, but he's only until the end of the season. Daniel Chalaba from, from Fulham, free transfer. And, and, the, and the fear is that we will have to shed a lot of players in the summer because we are not going to be able to maintain what we've got right now. Basically. And with that loan, the, the interest on it is like this £20 million loan. The interest on it is like a 10%. So straight away, we are going to be losing £7 million quid a year in capital repayments and interest. And this season, the last parachute payment we get. So we're already got one arm tied behind our back starting next season. So that's why everyone is just so desperate by hook or by crook. Whether or not we get battered every week next year, we've got to get there. Because that's the only way we're going to get these owners out. They bought us for nearly £200 million in 2016. Now, might get 40. We're not even worth a quarter of what they paid for us. They're not going to sell us because why are they going to realise the losses? So we've got to get to the Premier League just so we're, we're, we're attractive. They can get cut their losses, maximise our value and get us to somebody who really about the club or someone who, who actually wants to be with the club for the right reasons. Because at the moment, it's very bleak. So you brought in Carlos Corberan with the goal of getting you to the Premier League. He's not only working to, to get West Brom back into the Premier League, he's basically working to save the club, it sounds like. Carlos Corberan, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a proper coach. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he talks, sleeps, breathes football. I, I don't think the behind-the-scenes stuff is... is, is too much of an issue for him. He's got a group of players, a group of good players. And I think these, these players are benefiting now from having someone who's actually coaching them on a day-to-day basis. They know what they're doing on the pitch. Well, well, at the start of the season, it was really frustrating because we knew we got a good squad. When I spoke to you at the end of August, I said, we've got a top six squad, maybe even top two. But the way in which Steve Bruce took that squad to actually see us bottom come October was just testament to how poorly he'd done, especially when Corbrand comes in. You know, he lost his first game, then he wins the next six because he got the players by the scruff of the net. He got them organised, he got them coached, and he, sh- he showed us what we've got. We've got a time, we've got a squad capable of the top six. But the first three months have completely left us hamstrung. We're playing catch-up. We're playing a game where we can't have any mistakes. And you know what the championship's like. Okay, you know, two games a week. It is really, really, really difficult to maintain form. The only team that's really done it is Burnley. But Carlos Colbrand, great. It was linked with Leeds when obviously they lost uh, Jesse Marsh. We were concerned he might go to Leeds. The Alvin gave him an improved contract to, to 2027. So you, we, we've got him. You know, I'm not so sure how long we'll be able to keep hold of him. But, but there's, there's, there's confidence among the fan base that we've definitely got the right guy. We've got the right team behind the scenes. And call around with trust. You've got quite a, a long injury list at the moment, haven't you? We could, I could name you a team. Goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders or forwards, out. So we're, 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 we're down to the bare bones. We've got a good first 11. We've got now a threadbare bench. So as long as we can keep those 11 fit, we should be competitive. We're getting more injuries. We're in trouble. Even your lone player, Martin Kelly, has come to us and has got injured. So there must be some sort of curse over, over the Albion at the moment. 
I know, I'll just say, yeah, Martin Kelly. I mean, you know, if, if he could have produced, you know, the way he played for Latics at Blackburn, if he could have done that for us when he played for us, he would never have come on loan because he was fabulous when I saw him for you guys. Speaking of a player who isn't injured, who I was quite impressed with on, on Friday night anyway, Jonathan Swift. How's he been playing for you? Yeah, number 10. Number 10 behind the, 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 the sole striker. Came from Reading. Great start to the season under Bruce, to be fair. He was one of the best players. Took a massive dip, <laughs> like everybody else had a massive dip. He came, he ended up on the bench. He's come back, and, and he's the number ten. He has to be, he has to be the number ten. He's quick, he's sharp, he links the play, he takes players on, he brings forward, he he draws defenders, you know. So 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 he's 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 been a great player for us. Hopefully, he plays tomorrow. I'm sure he will do. And as long as he stays fit, he will be an important player for us in, in the running. Looking ahead to to the game on Tuesday, anticipating a full house. The, the answer, when I spoke to you in August, our season's going to go one or two ways. Well, we're at exactly the same crossroads with Wigan coming up again because after losing at Hull, we're now 11th. We're playing catch-up again. You know, we need to win. We've got you guys tomorrow. We've got Huddersfield at home on Saturday. Everyone's going, well, that's got to be six points. It's got to be six points. Do you know, it has to be. If we have aims of getting into the, the playoffs, we've got to. So, so again... Our season is going to go one or two ways over this next week. If we do not get a minimum of four, then I don't think we're going to have enough games left to be able to get into the playoffs. So it's a so I really hope you know that the, the Alpine fans come out in force tomorrow. I think they will. There'll be a 21, 22 plus thousand crowd. Our home form has been phenomenal. Our home form has been amazing since Corbrand's come in. We've only conceded one goal at home in, in I, 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 I think it's like eight games. That was Blackburn last minute. If, if that hadn't have gone in, it would have been a club record. It would have been eight clean sheets and eight wins. And since then, we've beat Middlesbrough 2-0. So we're actually nine, win, nine wins and only one goal conceded. So, you you know, when you say... So it, it's in the stars, Baz, that tomorrow Latics are going to come and they're going to... The Albi do this despite me. They always do it despite me when Latics come along, whether it be Jimmy Bullard getting a last-minute winner for the first away win. You can just see, potentially, everything says that Albi are going to win this. But as we know, football is yeah. not always like Well, we've done it before, haven't we? The one you mentioned about Bullard. Also, uh, in 2013, we came and, and nicked a 3-2. And Sammy Morsi um, scored in a 1-0 victory. Yeah, Sammy, Sam, Wolverhampton's own Sammy Morsi scored and then took the mickey by doing the same dance that Lee Hughes used to do when he took the mickey out of the Wolves fans. Yeah. Perfect. So we've got yeah. a Latics player doing a, doing a dance to take the mickey out of us to rub our nose in it about the Wolves. Fabulous. Wallace. Chalabar, Old Brighton. Don't worry about Chalabar. He's not a danger. He'll be on the bench. Old Brighton has had a, had a brilliant first game from Leicester when he came. He's been poor since. We've been poorer for the signings we made in January. Right. Uh, Jed Wallace is great. Jed Wallace is a great player. If we had a team of 11 Jed Wallaces, we'd be right up there. But because of injury, instead of playing on right wing, they've been playing him down the middle slightly. And it's just, he's lost his effectiveness. He has to play on the right. Uh, and I'm hoping tomorrow he does. Come on then, let's let's have a prediction. First of all, do you think there's enough in Wigan Athletic to remain in the division? Yeah, so they, yeah, I've got I've got hope. I've got hope. I've seen enough of them to think to to see that they've got to but they've got to start putting the ball in the back of their net. You know, it, they, they've got to start scoring more than one goal a game. I think it, well, was it on the, the podcast? It's the Blackpool before the World Cup since Athletic scored more than one goal. I mean, that says it all. They can do. I think they've got enough talent in the squad to do it. But they've got to find a player who can put the ball in the back. 
and, and you mentioned yourselves as well earlier on saying that you know you you you've got to get six points or a minimum of four points this week if you if you're going to reach your ambitions of getting into the playoffs. Is this going to be the game that gets you the one point, or are you going to get three points? What's your prediction for the game on Tuesday evening? Yeah, Baz, look, I mean, ah, no mercy, Baz. I, and it pains me to see Latics at the bottom. You know it pains me, but there's a greater good here. There's a greater good at play. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to go I'm going to go for an Albion win. I'm going to go for an Albion win 3-1. I'm going to give Latics are going to score. We're going to concede. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Got, we've got to put them to the sword. We'll beat Huddersfield on Saturday. And then the following week, we're away at Cardiff. So if we beat you and we beat Huddersfield... All of a sudden, we're straight back into this. We're only three points away. So then we will get to Cardiff and we've still got Blackpool to play and we've still got QPR to play. We've only got one tough match on paper away at Sheffield United. The rest are all teams in the lower half. That's what's giving us a little bit of hope that on paper, you look at it, you go, winnable, 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 winnable. Now, I don't, know, I don't say we're going to get them all, but they're all winnable. You know, Sheffield away is the one where we're kind of thinking... Well, you've got a massive say in what happens at the uh, at the relegation end. Uh, I wish you the best of luck for your fight for the playoffs. But obviously, Tuesday evening, I'm disagreeing with you. You're not. You're not going to win. And rightly so, Baz. And yeah. rightly so. Thank you very much for joining us, Sam. Right, Baz, thank you nice very much. Really you. Take it easy. 